0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
1: It is Wednesday, September 4th, 2019, season 15, episode number 36. Welcome to another edition of The Break. We are live in the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, at a poppin' star. Like, lots a lot of stuff going on today. Uh, Cowboys get their guy back. Ezekiel Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott is in the building, or at least on the practice field today. Uh, ready to start preparing himself for um, this upcoming game, the first game of the season, and with a much, much bigger bank account than uh, either of us will ever experience, I assume. But got my guys here: Nick, Dave, Amber, back with us. How's everybody feeling this morning? I
2: Good. feel great. There is nothing, nothing better for the adrenaline system, the old shock start than the six a.m work group text like <laughs> right. we, we talk about how we don't like to hear from you at 10 p.m well it's interesting hearing from you at 5 45 a.m too yeah. uh hell of a start to the old day i mean we knew it was coming but
1: and you guys were well prepared we were as well prepared but you're
2: so. you're as well prepared as you can be but still you know wasn't expecting to have my macbook in my lap with me at
1: 5:45 this morning in my bed. Well, let's jump right in. I want to get some opinions from all three of you guys. I want to go around the table. When you heard about the the news that they got the deal done and for the amount of money that they got it done, tell me what your initial reaction was. Nicholas, start with you.
3: Uh that Zeke, you know, did exactly what he wanted to do and he 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 pushed the issue here and he won. Um you know, the not to say that the Cowboys lost. They're still getting a great running back, the best in the league in my opinion, but, you know, they they had to come his way. You know, they, they, they said they weren't going to set the market, but they did. And, you know, he's a cowboy for life, and he didn't go to training camp, and now he gets to play this first game, and he gets $50 million guaranteed. I think he's the winner. <laughs> That's a fun thing, though,
2: is – did they set the market? It depends on how you want to look at it. It's a six-year extension that sets the market. It's also an eight-year contract that puts him very comfortably down in about third place, $12.8 million per year, I think. So I think both sides get what they want. I'm curious to know, you know and, and this will come out over time, but, you know— how it's structured, the guarantees, how front-loaded is it, how back-loaded is it, how quickly can you get out of this, how much is voided if Zeke steps out of that line. All matters. It matters so tremendously. Yeah. And that's what we—I mean, a week ago, we were like, it's going to get done. He'll probably be here for week one. What's it look like? And we know the money. We still don't know that. Um, it's an eight-year contract for a running back. I mean, are we kidding ourselves? Like. Let's be real. Like, we're all very excited he's back, but what are the odds he plays to the end of that deal? Does him? that... No, sorry. Yeah. Go, no, go go ahead. But you're good.
4: No, no I, I'm just happy that, one, he got what he wanted, but he did it in a way where he didn't ruin relationships. I mean, you hear Jerry Jones talk about him. You hear Jason Garrett talk about him, and they all speak very highly of him and, and talk about how much they love him, how mu- how important he is to the team. I just, I'm really glad that along the way, he didn't do it in a nasty way where he comes out here and then people are just negative about it or, you know, everyone's happy, everyone's in it, and it's great to see that kind of relationship and chemistry around the team.
1: Are you guys surprised at all that the guarantees were so high? I, I When I looked at the deal, my initial reaction is, okay, six years, probably a little bit high but whatever um 90 million dollars overall okay whatever the 50 million million dollar guaranteed is the part that that kind of took me aback just because that is setting the market that's higher uh than Gurley, who had previously i think he got like 40, 45 45 47, somewhere in that that range uh but he was significantly well i should say just above above what Gurley got did that all surprise you guys that he got more in guaranteed money
2: I would say yeah, because that's what we talked about a week ago. Is that you know the guarantees, the the lack of trust that he's going to be available are really the only issue that, we, that you have with Zeke. You know his on field performance is impeccable, um, and I I mean that's that's what it took, I guess, and that's why. But I do want to know. I mean, how's that going to hit you three years from now, four years from now, if you do decide to part ways, or or if he declines, or whatever might arise. Because if if it's not structured in a way to let you out of it in a few years, then it's a bad deal, in my opinion. I am going to assume that it is well-structured. I don't know that off the top of my head right now, but... An 8-year contract for anybody should give you some pause, especially for the guy that plays the most physical position. The guarantees have got to be right off
3: the bat. I mean, I, I don't know any other way that they could structure it. I mean, it's got to be this year's roster is guaranteed. They got to have roster bonuses early on. You got to have a signing bonus, you know, right now, which a bulk of it. I mean, you got to do as much as you can within within the frame of the of the salary cap. I mean, cuz I know there was a report that they got all this money on the cap, but you know, they had a running back that was making 3 million a year. I don't know how much he was hitting towards the cap, but now now it's a lot more than that. And so, you know, to make this thing work, like Dave's saying, it's, a lot of it's got to be structured. A lot of it's got to be guaranteed sooner rather than later. You can't have a thirty-year-old running back making four million a year guaranteed. Previous experience
2: with deals leads me to believe that this is really like a three or four-year deal. You know, not an eight-year deal. But I don't know right now. But. I'm going to assume that that's the case and if that's if that's it then that's the cost of doing business and 50 million guaranteed I mean that's that's what Gurley got for a four year deal so really and let's say let's say he does play out the whole thing then it becomes a bargain assuming we don't have to do this again it's a bar I mean, and I right. know, I
1: know. Yeah. no no and actually I was going to say that that's actually a great point from the standpoint that if you get Let's say six years from now, and he's still producing at a high level, at the same level or similar level to what he's producing right now, then you are because guess what? Yeah, he will be a hall of famer. But but the the point will be these numbers are just going to keep going up every year. With every Alvin Kamara will get more, and and whoever else comes after him will get more. And these guys will keep getting more and more and more. So you get four, five, six years down the road. Zeke will be a little lower down that pecking chart as far as number amount of money. Now, the problem with that is, as we just saw in this instance, he still had two years left on this deal and went <laughs> back to the well. Yeah. So what makes you think if that's happening at that mm-hmm. point, he's not going to do the exact same thing and say, I want a new deal? Yep. The oodles and oodles and oodles of history that suggests that running backs
2: hit a pretty sharp decline by the time they're 27 28 29 unless you're just so
1: special yeah, yeah. wait and it, which he could be who if, knows
2: if he's adrian peterson then this deal was a bargain and right. if he's not adrian peterson then i would bet you can get out of out of this what, after a certain what's period the re- of time is there a report on the signing bonus not yet that's and that's the thing is you That's know, it's got to be the aggr- very high. The agreement guess, comes yeah. first, and then the terms, and then, you know, maybe even a week from now, we'll start to hear about the specifics
3: of it all. Because if you think about it, if you get a high signing bonus, it's why you would extend it and make it a six year deal just so you can you know you can kind of cut that up uh and spread it over the course of six seasons really eight seasons if you can if you put it in right now so i would imagine when this numbers come out i would imagine that the signing bonus is going to be relatively high that's why you make it stretch it out for so long
1: all right so let's get into expectations for this sunday what do you guys expect to see when sunday comes around and the cowboys take the field against the new york giants how much do you expect to see Ezekiel Elliott amber
4: Well, again, like they keep saying, we just have to see how he responds to these next few practices. But I would like them to throw him in there a little bit. I think this is the perfect game to do that where you're going up against the Giants. You don't really have to worry. I know we'll get into the the Giants defense and all that, but you don't really have to worry about getting a guy like Zeke in there. You got other guys that can do that. Tony Pollard. So this is the perfect game to ease him in. We've mentioned similar things with Byron Jones. I don't know if he'll he'll be playing or not, but just throw him in there a little bit and get him a good feel for it. He's He can definitely handle the Giants with no problem.
2: I'm starting to get nervous at the way and I include myself in that like a lot of writing off of the Giants going on from that
1: <laughs> from the outsider's perspective yeah. not the team but yeah. us um those those are always bad situations when it just everything says one thing in the NFL especially at the beginning of the season it just it worries true. me there's but no way
4: there's no way it can be the other way huh? right? it,
1: I mean it shouldn't I've be seen, it should not be I've seen crazier things happen yeah. i I
2: would expect him to be out there for the first snap of the game. I don't. Know. I, th- I mean, it's dumb, but I think that matters. I mean, you just gave him this money, like half the crowd's going to be wearing 21 jerseys and chanting Zeke and all that stuff and get the first carry of the season. But, like, I he'll be on some kind of pitch count, I would think. Like, thir- no more than 30 snaps. You know, if they play 65, 70 snaps in a game, like maybe half of it.
3: I agree. I think that he'll start. I think Tony Pollard will will play more than what Rod Smith did, and, and I think that they'll have a little bit more of a rotation there. But I don't think that you're really going to see a big difference this week because I think we signed him. We made this big fuss. You know, everybody's talking about it. Let's put him out there, and 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 it'll also determine on how he's how he's playing in the game. But like I said yesterday, you know, the freak vac- factor. Has to to you know weigh in here, and we're gonna find out. We're gonna find out if this guy can come in from Cabo on on uh, Tuesday and play and be effective on Sunday. I
2: yeah. would be
3: I would be surprised if he gets more than like a dozen or so
2: carries, though. A dozen? Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just I don't think you want to put thirty carries on a guy who just came back from Cabo. It's a big difference, though. I mean, between twelve and thirty.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't. Thirty's a lot, but twelve. I I think if you can have a good first half, you can get you can get more than twelve.
2: I would be surprised if he gets l- more than twenty. Let's put it that way. All right.
4: Yeah. And he he doesn't have to get all carries he can still be out there sure. just moving around and and get a good feel i'd for say him. i mean thir-
2: 30 snaps and you assume he's not going to get a touch on every single yeah. snap so probably somewhere around 12 to 15 carries yeah
1: put in- pick up that blitz <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and that's that's a big part of it because you know you, other than that like you don't have a lot of experience back there at running yeah. back so having a guy that you know can pick up the blitz probably is a good thing and, and you don't lose learning how to do that if he knows how to pick up the blitz he should know how to pick up the blitz right whether it'll, he's been in practice or not
2: it'll be fun to see how they play this because like they're not just gonna throw him out there for the first half and then they're like well, you hit your count and it's the fourth <laughs> quarter right. you know like the giants are down right. three but they're like well he got his 30 snaps like we're not putting him out there like So they're going to have to be judicious about this, assuming they don't feel comfortable just giving them everything. Like, you know, we we've joked for years about like, well, Alfred Morris gets the third possession of the game, doesn't? No matter what, no matter what, if he's humming or not. So. I would guess there's going to be some mixing and matching. Hopefully it's not too frustrating to watch.
1: Yeah, I went back and put some numbers to it yesterday. We talked about how Zeke has started the season these last three years. Check this out. In the first three years, first two games of the season, his average is 3.7 yards per carry, and he has about 66 yards per game. Third game and beyond, 4.8 yards per carry and 108 yards per game. That's a little over a yard per carry more and about 44 yards per game more. Um, he's not been a guy that traditionally has had a, a great start. So I think we should just kind of pull it down just a little bit. He'll be back. That's the great part about it. See what happens. I also want to see how much adding in uh, a different kind of back that they can kind of mix in with him helps that a little bit because you know that I, I think they probably have a little bit more excitement at the backup running back position than they've probably had in, in quite a while. And maybe that helps – Uh, With getting you know defenses a little bit off kilter a little bit, but we'll see. It would be fun in a. I mean, just imagine like
2: Zeke has a very solid but pedestrian like twelve carries for fifty yards, maybe even a touchdown. But like Tony Pollard averages, (laughs) you know he has like a seventy-five yard run or something. You know, but that that would create a hell of a conversation on
1: the morning talk shows. Tony Pollard actually may be able to make this deal actually. Make a ton of sense, if that makes some sense. Because if you have a running back that actually really can legitimately give Zeke time off the field for him to not have to have the number of touches and carries that he's had in previous years, you may actually be able to see a good part of this six-year deal, this eight years that they have him under contract. You might be able to see him get through Most of that because you're not working him at the same pace that you worked him those first three years. So it'll be important for Tony Pollard or somebody to be able to be a good spell-type back, somebody that can come in and give you some good production so that Zeke doesn't have to carry that full load.
3: And and I don't think, though—I mean, we're talking about other backs. I mean, they have to make a move here uh, for when Zeke officially gets on the roster, so— it would make sense that one of these running backs would not be here.
1: Explain to me where they are right now. What is what is the deal? Because obviously he's back, but is he on the roster? The way there I, hasn't been another move. The way I understand point. it is, I mean, in these situations,
2: you're usually granted an exemption by the NFL. He can be here without you having to make a move. I mean, you get basically he you get here. The, you get the three days to evaluate him without having to kick somebody off your team. And if he plays, which he will then they have to make a move by Saturday,
1: probably. Right. So, and I mean, if I had to guess right now, it would probably be Alfred Morris. Do
2: mm-hmm. you think that. it has to be a
1: running back or do you think in this instance, because I know yesterday you guys were saying maybe you keep that extra running back just so you kind of mix between the three guys. Uh, but do you think it has to be Alfred Morris? Do you think it's most likely going to be Alfred
3: Morris? Well, it doesn't have to be, obviously, but, um, you know, they, they brought Jordan Chan up Um, Now, maybe they they decide to put him back down, but I think he's a special teams guy. I think you're going to try to figure out a way to get him to the game. We said all along, if if Zeke's here, I mean, Alfred was only signed when Zeke wasn't here. So I think, you know, it's all about guaranteed. I mean,
2: I said during the summer I thought Alfred would be on the team regardless, which maybe not because, again, the 46 man roster. Two running backs that don't play special teams—that's hard
3: to work with. And his his uh, salary, I believe, since he's on the roster on Tuesday, I believe his salary now is guaranteed for the entire season. For Alfred Morris, and an all veterans. And
1: the likelihood is you could probably keep him around, and, and if you need That's to re-sign him back, absolutely. you can re-sign him back. I would think
2: cutting him on Saturday does not mean he's done with this team by any stretch. If yeah. they
3: were really going to just cut him and, and and say see you later, I mean, would they even let him change numbers? I mean, would they go through that process? Like, oh, let's change the numbers I and mean, be like, yep. you're about to be cut anyways. Yeah. Oh,
4: what do you tell the guy? If he's like, I want this jersey number, you're, you're gonna, about to be oh, cut wait, anyway. well, you, we're going to cut you in a and couple days. Like, you no.
3: sure
2: about that? You sure you want to yeah. change? I don't, we don't know can't, if I can
3: do that because we've got Scandrick. You know, <laughs> we're going to retire his number or something like that. I don't
1: know. Just as protection, I would probably want to keep Alfred Morris because I'll, I'd probably make him inactive every week, but just having that insurance in the event. That if you don't feel great about Pollard being able to be your workhorse back in the event Zeke goes down, then I think that gives you a little bit of insurance knowing that Zeke has been out of training camp. Gives you a little bit of insurance just in case something should happen here, uh, you know, in this time when he's having to kind of reacclimate himself to the NFL and to playing football. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Giants' offense. I misspoke yesterday. Me and Dave talked about it. He's going to do offense today. We'll talk about the Giants' offense versus the Cowboys' defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites, for just ten bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com/cowboys and use the code word Team JB. That's getjackblack.com/cowboys. The Jack
0: Black Starter, ten bucks, free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys football is back at AT&T Stadium. This place is going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East Riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. Elliott works his way through and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle. Touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to the break.
3: You want the ultimate fan experience? For the ultimate Cowboys fan, you got to join Dallas Cowboys United. Only $20. You get exclusive DCU. That's Dallas Cowboys United. Fan pack and member benefits. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash united to become a member today. Welcome okay, back. There.
1: I hit my knee on the console. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're good. All right. Uh, Welcome back to the break. We're live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We've been talking about Zeke's contract. We're going to talk about the Giants here coming up today. We're going to focus in on the Giants' offense. Before we do that, Nick, though, give me a quick update on injuries. Uh, There are a lot of guys that uh, toward the end of training camp were kind of out and mm-hmm. getting back into practice. Tell me where we are heading into this first full practice uh, before the Giants game as far as injuries are concerned.
3: Well, the main guys that um, were banged up that all came back last week. I mean, the, the, the key one, I think, is Byron Jones. I mean, Byron uh, is a guy that we thought might be limited with a hip injury uh, for this game. And he might be, but he looked like he was okay out there. He was practicing and, and did some good things there. I think Zach Martin was back, uh, Mari Cooper, Tyron Smith, uh, DeMarcus Lawrence, Tyron Crawford. I mean, they're all – They all not only did they practice Monday, but seemed to respond well and, and yeah. practice on Wednesday. So we'll find out today on an official injury report. I'm probably missing some guys like a Darian Thompson and all that. What's Thompson
2: up? and Wilson are still out. Which Wilson? And we should, Don- I like we've got sorry. six. Don- well, Cedric's on the practice squad now, technically. Damian is gone. Is Blake He's
4: already gone. doing some things? Blake.
2: Blake and... Jarwin? Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz are both going. Yeah, it just doesn't um, register. Yeah, Blake. I saw Blake out there. Yeah, um, Blake. Donovan Silver, Wilson. Silverthorne. Darian Thompson. There was a third guy. Oh, Luke Gifford, which, you know, that... <laughs> yeah, 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 you're not going yeah, to see him for a while. And even if you were healthy, I'm not certain you're were, you were, you were going to see him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Byron... You know, he was doing walk, pre-practice walkthrough. He was doing practice. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, I've heard whispers that maybe he's on a snap count, too, and, you know, don't just give him the whole workload right away. But yeah. early signs are positive. I
3: want That's to good. do actives right now. Do you? I mean, You're Just messing up Derek's whole flow. No, I know it's a Friday thing, and, it, and things will change by then. But this, it'll be interesting to see it will be how they do this. It'll be very interesting
1: once everybody's back and healthy. And what I mean back is you got Quinn back from I, I mean from uh, from suspension, right. and then you got you know everybody healthy. It'll be interesting to see what they're going to do because they got a lot of decisions they'll have to make uh, when, with the most guys. Quinn coming back. <laughs> I'm kidding. <don't get> <laughs> Stop it. All right, let's uh, let's get into the Giants, Dave. You're going to give us your, uh, your your assessment of this Giants offense. Walk us through this thing.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I always say I like to watch at least like two games of tape when we do this just so i have some kind of clue but i'm sorry i'm not gonna watch more preseason football i'm over that i watched enough with the cowboys plus daniel jones did most of it for them anyway and honestly as much as i made fun of the we ain't playing as much as i made fun of the pick in april like i'm pumped that it's going to be eli manning i know what we've got in eli i'm he's he's capable of beating you but you know what you've got it's like your annoying cousin who comes in for holidays. You're like, all right, like I can handle this for four hours. Uh, so yeah, I feel good about that. I'd much rather play Eli than the young stud. I bet you, I I bet you the next time they play this game, Daniel Jones will be the quarterback. Hmm. A reckless prediction on my part because they play in like October, don't yeah. they? Or November? November. Or, and wait, he has missed a game
3: since. I mean, Eli. He
2: hasn't missed a game since. No, 20. they would have well, to bench him. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, like from injury. Yeah, they yeah. would likely have to bench or him. Or maybe it's like, a, you're injured, right, Eli? You hurt your ankle <laughs> like, in that game.
1: No, no, he's I'm like, not no, injured. No. I'm good.
2: But just without looking at it, I mean, it's, I don't know. I know the NFL turns over a lot, but like, this is just such a, a different team than it was a year ago. I mean, Odell Beckham's gone. Olivier Vernon's gone, Landon Collins is gone. I know those are defensive guys, but I mean you you know, your jersey sellers are all gone. Frontline line guys, yeah. Yeah. Um so it'll be interesting to see what this looks like. Like we said, everybody's everybody's kind of writing them off just cuz there's not, not No, that's not true cuz okay, Sterling Shepard, we know he broke his finger early in the preseason. He's back. He's ready to go. We kind of figured that might be the case. So him and Evan Ingram are your main receiving threats and then Saquon, I and mean, I shouldn't need to say much more else than that. Honestly, Let's throw out the part—the part that Golden Tate was signed and he's—he's he's suspended. suspended. Yes, so you don't have to worry about games. him until November when you play. No, I mean honestly, okay. Sterling Shepard's a really good player, but Benny Fowler, uh, who was with the Rams for forever, I think he was with San Francisco last year. Cody Lattimore, Lattimore, excuse me, not Lattimore. Um, big draft pick with the Broncos who never really panned into anything. My guy, Russell Shepard, the former LSU quarterback who is still collecting a paycheck in the NFL 10 years later, good for him. Um, but, like, you know. That's the
3: receivers, all that's, those guys you named?
2: Yeah, uh, Sterling Shepard, Benny Fowler, Cody Latimer, Russell Shepard. That's your top four. Oh. Then Evan Ingram is, is legitimately a dynamic receiving tight end, more of a big, big slot than a tight end, yeah. basically. Um, something to watch. But, like, that, you know, with what we've seen from the secondary, don't you feel – Pretty
3: comfortable with that matchup. Am I crazy? That big dude to the ground. I mean, get him to the ground. I mean, he's got really strong thighs, legs. I mean, he's hard, hard to tackle. Oh, you're talking about Saquon. Get yeah. him to the ground. I thought you were talking it, about Ingram for a minute. He's like, well, nah, for a
2: tight end, nah, he's nah,
3: actually not, not that big. I'm just yeah. saying, when it comes to playing the Giants, I think that's everybody's key. Tackle that guy well, and make sure he doesn't get loose and. Yeah. Go crazy on you.
4: This
1: was a team that last year gave up 47 sacks of Eli. Uh, they were still six most most in the league. What is their offensive line like? Did they upgrade it? Is it pretty much the same as what it was last year?
2: Flowers still there?
1: No, no. Actually,
2: you're going to get flowers in week two though. Yes, oh, yeah. uh, he's with Washington now.
1: Nate Solder's still there. Will yes.
2: Hernandez, the uh, the big draft pick. John, uh, I never Jalapio or. Who oh. are you pretty no, act- underrated underrated center in my opinion case is ready to hit Martin Martin. Um, <laughs> he was like i'm
3: gonna hit somebody
2: and then i mean okay odell beckham is gone but kevin zeitler zeitler he's their new right guard a very very good right guard so like this you know the joke the offensive line has been a joke for the giants yeah. for like five years i don't know it's not a joke it anymore so it's, 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 it's better it's i would call it good okay it's it's a good offensive line it's certainly better than it was when they were throwing flowers out there at left tackle four or five years ago so combine that with saquon and a quarterback who knows what he's doing even if he's on the decline like that's nothing to scoff at i still think it matches up pretty well with the cowboys i mean we've been talking this is the most talent they've had on their d line in a decade you just paid one of your linebackers and the other one was an all pro last year like
1: Step step it up. Let's go, in All my right. opinion. We're going to quickly take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to ask you guys the question. The last time that we saw this Cowboys team in a regular season, or not a regular season, in a game that meant something, they were getting run over by the Los Angeles Rams. Now they face Saquon Barkley. Do you think they're ready for this challenge? We'll talk about that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio.
0: Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal.
1: Uh, it's okay.
2: Just okay? What's not too Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the. That's my neighbor, Angus!
0: A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018. It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox boys.
2: Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone cases? The one and only. They're
0: also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made elevation tumblers. Rumor around the crock pot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes up to 64 ounce. The growler. Mm. I like how OtterBox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at OtterBox.com.
1: back to the break. Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking about the Giants offense. Cowboys will take on the Giants this Sunday 335. Is a kick time at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Um, Before the break, I was asking you guys, the last time we saw this team on the field, they were playing the Rams, and that wasn't a good day for them from the standpoint of stopping the run. Uh, Now you face what is, in my opinion, if not the best in one of the top two to three running backs in the NFL, and Saquon Barkley. You think they're up for the challenge. How comfortable do you feel that they can handle this challenge?
3: A lot better than than that game. I, I don't really know if, if, if the Rams – I mean, I understand that Gurley is really good, but but the Rams' offense is, to me, what makes that so good. They were so dynamic. They have a really good quarterback. Those that down the field. Good receiver speed. A lot of things you have to account for. And I'm not saying that the Giants don't have – well, they don't have as much as what the Rams did. And that was evident by the records and how far they finished and all that stuff. So I, I, I do think it's more of a one-man show with the Giants. Uh, you can't take those guys for granted, but I think that it, it's a much different animal when you're facing the Rams and what, what they've got going on.
2: My main Isn't our main impression from the Rams game like how out of character it was? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, well, we saw it twice at toward the end of last
3: year. We yeah, saw the same the Colts thing happen with the
1: Colts, right. And, and again, if you're saying that this offensive line is a little bit better, and you're facing a, a really, really talented running back, are you convinced that, or do you feel good about the fact that this defensive front can make stops uh, in the running game against a, a guy like that.
2: my I remember saying this last year about the offense, actually. I was like, you know, my expectations start at zero, and based on what I've seen, this is why I have confidence to believe this, that, and the other. And the offense proved me wrong, and I, I said that like two weeks into the season. But the body of work from last year, the amount of guys that are back, and what they've looked like during the preseason, which is awesome in mm-hmm. all of the looks that no we've doubt. gotten, like – my my base expectation is like yeah they should be good and they should be up to this like that's not say you know saquon barkley's gonna make some plays he ran uh he ran for 100 yards in that game in week 17 108 with a long of 68 which i don't i have no memory of that whatsoever hmm. but i'm sure it happened but like they're they're up to this i i think until they prove me wrong because again those the rams game and the colts game were such bizarre outliers because they were so strong against the run for most of that season
4: And as opposed to the Rams, like Nick was mentioning, right now you have a lot less elements to worry about. So you can use your defense differently where you can focus more on stopping him rather than having to deal with all these other aspects. Now. I remember last year we were trying to figure out whether to buy into the whole defense or not. Right now I'm completely bought in. I I am bought in. I feel really, really good about the defense. I feel good about the, uh, the defensive line. You know, DeMarcus Lawrence just looking at him and every time he makes a post, you know, his energy just hypes you up even more. So I feel good. I, I'm not concerned whatsoever. And that game against the Rams, I forgot about it. I've moved on, I'm focused on now, and I think they're going to stop the Giants pretty good.
1: Yeah, one thing to note about Saquon Barkley, you can stop him a lot during the game, but where he made his money last year was on those big plays. You noted that 68-yarder. Check this out. Last year, 20-plus yard runs, he was a leader in the league with 16. The next closest person had 11. Uh, With 40-plus yard runs, he had seven. Again, first in the league, the next closest was four. He made his living off of those big plays, so you can stop him a lot. Mm -hmm. What you have to worry about is then you got that one run that happens in his eleventh carry, and now he takes it to the house fifty yards out. We'll
4: have our run. We'll have our run, you score a touchdown, you got a touchdown pass to Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. We got uh, even Jason Witten, include him in there. We got a lot of stuff to come back. Uh, and you know how
2: wh- far is Jason Witten running here? 40? No. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> no. not a big run. I'm talking yeah. when you're in the red zone right there. Boop, Easy. Touchdown, and that's, that's the it.
1: part that could help here, and we'll get into that when we talk about the Cowboys' offense versus the Giants' defense tomorrow. If the Cowboys can get their offense rolling and get the kind of lead that takes the running game away from the Giants, now you have to worry about Saquon still as a pass catcher. But it does change the dynamics of the game a little bit if you can if they don't if they can't just get back there and just try to pound the ball the entire game. He's gonna get them. He will.
2: That's just football, especially at the NFL level. But like, I think you can mitigate that with all of the other fa- factors that uh, you have working in your favor. Home field advantage being one of them. You know, we talk teams. A lot of teams travel really well to AT and The Giants are never one of them. You know, like never. You, you know, like a lot. You'll see. You know, you'll see a lot of red in the stands sometimes. Eagles travel really well for division games a lot of times. Never the Giants. It's mm-hmm. always a super pro cowboy crowd season
3: opener and i think the cowboys are just better yeah and and you know you said you said red zone and easy in the same sentence like easy (laughs) that's (laughs) that's
4: the hope that's
3: the hope and you know and and i I do think that when you when you talk about how's you know this year going to be better in a lot of ways we'll see if kellen moore's been working on it. he's got to be working on the red zone stuff all year long uh, I think your center is going to be better, which is recognizing different things. Your quarterback should be better for you know just being a, a year older in the system, and then Jason Witten tied in. So I think that those are three really good uh, reasons why, uh, maybe four good reasons why the the red zone should be better this year. I don't. I mean, I know Jerry Jones
2: was in New York this morning at the stock exchange, so I know this didn't happen. But I like to imagine he stopped by Garrett's office with Zeke's contract and like threw it on the desk and was like, here you go, no more excuses. And then Jason Garrett picked up that contract and walked down the hall to Callum Moore's office and threw it on the desk and said, here you go, no more excuses. Because
1: there aren't any more. All right, let's get to this. No, agreed. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get to um, this question I have about the offense. Um, if you look, obviously we know Saquon Barkley is the most important cog in that will. But – what would be the next best, biggest offensive threat they have? Would it be Sterling Shepard or would it be Evan Ingram? I, I think Ingram. Especially I, when you look at the matchups. Think about the matchups and yeah. who they'd be playing against. Yeah, I
3: just I just feel like, you know, even the really good defenses that the Cowboys have had in the last few years, I don't think they're as good as this one. But you've seen that the tight end has, has been able to kind of hurt him a little bit. So um, he would be a guy that, that I think that, you know, he, he could move the change. He, before you know it, he's 30 yards down the field, and so... He would be the one that I think that you would be more worried about. As somebody who's owned him in fantasy twice, he never
2: he's he's never on the field. Like he's he gets hurt, a, he lot, gets hurt yeah. a lot. I mean, it's week one though. If there's a week where he's going to be available, it's this one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting because uh, Brian wrote about this. I encourage you to read it on the site. He picked Ingram as one of the Giants' three guys to watch, and the Cowboys have struggled with tight end, but also they've had their moments. I mean, Jeff Heath. For all the stats, Jeff Heath played Ertz really well when it mattered last year. I wonder if they will let Heath do that again on Sunday, handle Ingram rather than maybe try to put a DB on him or or what have you. Um, I think, yeah, it's probably Ingram. These cornerbacks have just had such a good camp, I would like to think that. And Sterling Shepard is good. He got an extension in the offseason too. But, yeah, Ingram is the bigger X factor because I trust the people that might be covering him less.
4: I agree with that, and I think you can stop him most of the time. But he—he's a guy that will sneak in there and and make a few plays that you didn't expect. So, I would—am I fully worried about him? No, but he would be another guy aside from. It.
3: Is it? Did you just say those two guys, or are you just saying anybody? If you got another guy, throw him in there. Well, I think the the Hall of Fame quarterback. Like he's he's going to the Hall of Fame, he's won two Super Bowls he doesn't get sacked a lot uh, and there's a reason for that because he, he couldn't take a bunch of hits, um, he gets the ball out pretty quick, so if those receivers if the, if Shepard and, and Ingram if those guys can get open quick, or maybe Barkley I mean he relies on that because I do think the defensive line is going to be in his face all day long, but the thing about Eli has always been where he's crafty he knows how to kind of get away from stuff uh, maneuver in the pocket and, and get the ball out, and if he's moving the chains I mean there's a reason why he's still the starting quarterback. I mean, you know, they could have made the move to Daniel Jones if they really wanted to. He's, I think, they still feel like he's better right now.
2: Nope. Ro- Go ahead. I just, I mean, so the, I mean, the Giants swept them in sixteen. It's really more about their defense frustrating the Dallas offense than anything. I mean, they won one
1: of those games ten to seven, and the other one twenty to nineteen. And they don't have two of their best defensive players that they had last year. That's the part that's that, the... that that should worry them a little bit, I would think.
2: I know that he has done it during his career. But in the time that I have covered the Cowboys, I have yet to see Eli Manning out-duel them. You know, just zip them downfield and all that good type. It, I have yeah. not seen that. Well,
3: right. And, and you're, what you're saying is is the defense, he's relied on a good defense. He just doesn't make mistakes all the time. I mean, he, he's... I'm trying to go through... I'm. I'm just saying, like, if it gets in a situation and all of a sudden the game is close or whatever, which I don't think it should be, but if it is, you know, he's a guy that can get the ball down the field and he can he can move him down the field. He's done this a thousand times. No, absolutely. I'm just saying, you know, and they, you know, last year they went back and forth and it
2: was this high scoring affair. The Cowboys won. I just what 2012 when Des missed the touchdown was that 2012 when he missed mm-hmm. it by like the tip of his mm-hmm. finger. That was probably the last time that. Eli, like, outscored the Cowboys, right? I mean, every other time it's kind of been
3: this yeah. defensive. I can't remember right what year it was. Miles lost it in the lights at 18th Stadium. That. Yeah. That was a pretty bad loss. It's yeah, funny, awesome.
2: like in I started in thirteen, and the Giants were the season opener. Then, of course, they were It's yeah. every freaking six out year. of eight. Uh, six out of eight years. This will be six out and of the last eight years they've started. Wow. With the Giants. In twenty thirteen, it was like, can they finally beat the Giants? Are they going to get over the hump? Finally, beat Big Blue. And like in the time I've been here. It, they always they always beat the Giants. I mean, they got swept in sixteen, but every other year, yeah, it really hasn't been that much of a problem. Yep.
1: Real quick before we end the show, I did have a couple questions from a Twitter. I wanted to hit uh, Bass Reeves asked the question, "How much does Goff's new deal affect Dak?" And Jake also followed that up with, "With with Zeke contract now finally wrapped up, who do you expect to hear something about?" More, next, would it be Dak or Amari? So let's talk a little bit about those other contracts that are out there. How much does the golf deal affect what they're doing with Dak or what they it, want to do with Dak? It
3: affects a lot, actually. I mean, because he's just another player that's in, that's in that mix of you know in the range of thirty. Uh, the one thing I, I have heard about the the golf deal, golf and Wentz and guys that already had this is like a a, a contract extension is. Guaranteed money is playing a big factor there because they're taking the overall – I don't know what, what Goff's overall number is. I believe it's like 800. It's over 100 million maybe. But, uh, but it's 104 guaranteed. Guaranteed, but the thing about it the is, full is. Number he already is. had about 24, 25 yeah. in, in the first part of it. So because it's, a, you are, it's be, still the last couple of years of this, the number deal. one deal. Yeah. So it's really about 80 million new. So the, I think what Dax Camp is trying to get into the 104. But the thing is, is they're starting at zero because he didn't really have any any uh, money guaranteed to start with. So that's kind of one of the hangups that I've heard about the Wentz and Golf deal is that these guys are getting, you know, they're not really dealing with new money. They're dealing with the overall thing. Yeah. I mean, typically, and talking about following contracts,
2: like that's the way it kind of goes is like one deal gets done, and then the next one, and you're like, all right, we can sandwich you somewhere in there. The thing that makes me wonder is we know Dak's not going to get 40, but if it's true that he's gunning for 35 or 36, then his representation might not care about the Goff deal. You hope they do, and ideally the negotiation brings it down into that range. But if that was the case— Part of me thinks they would have had this done by now. Like, if it was that easy as being like, all right, well, this is where we slot
1: in, then it would be done. Well, maybe it I also think. might be that the golf deal, they were kind of wanting to see where that one lands. Was was Wentz an outlier or was it kind of consistent? It seems like the Wentz deal and the golf deal seem to be pretty parallel. They're pretty close, which would make me think Dak should probably be somewhere in that range of around 32. Nick, right? you would be a great person to ask. When did Romo sign
2: his, not the 100 million one in 13, but when did he sign the one in like 07?
3: I think it was the bye week of like week six so or seven. So it was during the regular season. Mm-hmm. It so was the bye week, I believe, a mid-October. I think... I I think you could see.
2: I think it'll be Dak. I re, like I don't think Amari cares and I think he wants to, Not right now. And I th- yeah, and I obviously <laughs> right. he cares, yes. but like not like today, today, right. today.
1: He's making 14
2: this year. Yeah. He's good. And and I think he wants to see what Julio Jones gets for the same reason yeah. as Jared Goff. Um I I wouldn't be surprised to see Dak sign anywhere between tomorrow and at some point during the season. Oh, wow. I mean, not like I'm not
1: saying you don't think he, the point is you don't think he gets to the off season and actually gets to point with the Cowboys I'm have not to saying use a franchise I'm hearing tag I'm not saying I'm deal. hearing whispers. Yeah.
2: That's
3: not I know, but that's like when when they call to say they're going to come, some repairman's going to come and we'll be there between eight a.m. Yeah. and next Friday. You know, and you're like it's Monday. <laughs> Look. Like, can I get a smaller window than that? Do you said tomorrow I, or the end of the
2: season. I woke up yesterday morning to news that Lyle Collins had signed, and it's like true. nobody in the world had said anything. So what, what I mean is, I'm ready for anything. I think Dak will get signed. I would be surprised if it gets to the point where it's like you know franchise tag time. Gotcha. That I mean that yeah, I I would just be surprised by that. Like yeah. there's got to be a way you can come to a compromise, especially if he's willing to negotiate during the season. Stephen Jones said that they have not heard any th- talks about tabling it and and you have precedent. The last quarterback who rose from making no money to making a lot of money did it. So Sometime between tomorrow and the end of the season. Yeah,
1: fair. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow at eleven forty-five a.m. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
4: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!